Welcome to the Legacy of Light podcast, where we channel messages from the higher realms, taking you on adventures into the higher realm history of this planet, to golden ages, advanced civilizations, and sharing messages and news to support you on your ascension path. I'm Gabriela Kowalski, and I'm Polina Oversolite. We are so delighted to be taking you on a journey of embodying your own divinity, exploring your beautiful, magnificent, infinite heart, and connecting deeper to your own beautiful eternal nature. Welcome, beloved friends. Welcome to Legacy of Light podcast with Gabriella and Polina. Yay! Oh my goodness. This is the very, very first episode and oh, the first episode of many. We wanted to take a moment at the beginning to let you know why we're here, why we've created this, why this is different um, potentially to other podcasts that you are listening to and a little bit about us to start with so if you're new to me i am an ascension and a mission and abundance coach mentor quantum speaker all the things supporting this gorgeous planet to ascend creating new realities new timelines within the higher realms of existence and working with profound gorgeous leaders around the world that are part of building a new earth for all and Ta-da! Polinka, what about you? Who is you? I am a trans channel for the Galactic Federations of Light and founder Star Races. And here on planet Earth, my sole mission is to support beautiful collective field of humanity during the process of ascension and soul embodiment. I help beautiful planet to ascend and I help beautiful souls to be in alignment with their divine source consciousness within yay yay and so that's a little bit about us we've both been doing this work for a really long time i've been inside of this work for over two decades and polinka spent pretty much her whole entire lifetime you know connected to the quantum and and yeah just you know spending her childhood and her teenage years um you know accessing um the quantum field and to be honest, sometimes not even quite knowing what was going on back then. And so we're excited to bring the cultivation of our lifetimes to serve you. You know, we've spent a lot of like time in the mastery and the precision of channeling from the higher realms of existence and bringing teachings of love and true light and abundance to the world. And so we invite you on a journey into the higher realms, a journey of heart consciousness expansion to anchor even deeper into the higher aspects of self the most loving most abundant versions of yourself that each episode is a divine key into more and more of you that at the end of each episode you feel even more delicious than when you first began listening or watching and we want to take you on an adventure with the first you know, with the first episode might may even be like a double feature for what we want to cover. And that is, how did this come about? Because recently, a couple of months ago, we found ourselves, well, a few months ago, we found ourselves called to go on a mission to go on an ascension quest to Greece and to Egypt, and to anchor and go deep into the libraries of the gods and goddesses in Greece and, and Egypt. And for me, all I knew back then was we were going to be unlocking the truth behind the myths and legends of the gods and the goddesses 
and we were going there on a mission, a beautiful divine mission. And so we want to share with you because it is here in our journey through Greece and Egypt that we went on for, I think, about five week journey that we were initiated and asked to launch this podcast to share messages from the higher realms with the whole globe. And so beautiful soul share a little bit more as to this mission that we went on. We were invited by heart of our planet to take this journey to travel and do planetary grid work. Even though in that time we were not fully aware uh, of what we are about to experience as we take this trip, as we take this journey. Myself, personally, I knew that as we go for this adventure, we would be discovering uh, initiations within that we have received once upon a time in previous lifetimes and parallel lifetimes, and we would be unlocking the remembrance uh, of something that we have, have already known, yet seemed to have lost connection to in this lifetime. And as we were on this journey, each day was bringing up so much remembrance. The energy of this trip is still working in our field and still uh, helping us to anchor even more light into uh, different uh, planetary grids uh, in this time and space continuum as we travel all over the world. And right now we are in Australia, in Melbourne, yet I personally, I live in New Zealand and I spend a lot of time in Bali. So we carry these codes, we carry this DNA of light, and no matter where we go, we share this light with other people and we help to anchor this light into the consciousness of planet even more. On this adventure that we took a couple of months ago, uh, we were witnessing a lot of majesty uh, that this physical realm has for us. Uh, it's interesting how uh, when we leave our human journey, we, uh, we seem to co-create with the linear time. So we see the beginning of life uh, from the moment we are born into physicality and we perceive the ending of physical life when we uh, depart from the physical plane. And since the moment the soul arises into physicality, we are impacted by external energetic dynamics. We receive so much from external sources, starting from society, starting from the media and so on. Everywhere we go, we receive information and receive that information. And uh, information always taps us into duality. Information that we receive from external sources always takes us further and further, deeper and deeper onto the journey of exploration, the truth. Yet the truth is always within. This is why this podcast is called Legacy of Light, because the light is within. And once we connect to the inner realms of light, duality gets automatically transcended. And on this adventure that we had a couple of months ago, we were taking beautiful, um, we, we, we were taking beautiful um, trips uh, through Italy, Greece, and Egypt. And uh, as soon as we started connecting to the land of uh, Greece, 
and uh, feeling the essence of uh, consciousness of the land and the energetic field that is so strongly preserved in on that land uh, a lot of pieces were not clicking together as we were receiving information from our tour guides about uh, gods uh, of olympia and greek gods and how they were having their very interesting and peculiar dynamics that were completely not resonant from what i re i was receiving from my own channel yeah exactly yes and uh, uh, gabby she had uh, similar experiences and we were discussing about this uh, we were discussing this uh, afterwards and we were fascinated how um, information that was passed on generation after generation was not uh, coding humanity with codes of unity and inviting people to go deeper into their hearts and connect to the truth within and resonate with love and light. Yet those stories and legends were only um, giving us examples of something that took place in lower and middle realms. And so to go a little bit deeper into this, because we want to share with you the truth, you know, the truth behind the myths and legends of the gods and goddesses of Greece and Egypt, because, wow, there are libraries of divine light, libraries so vast in knowledge and wisdom of the universe that are literally sitting in the quantum field, in the dust of Egypt, in the quantum of Greece ready for anyone to now receive with their full heart. And I just remember that, you know, for me, I found myself, we were in, we were in Athens and we'd just gotten, we were on a cruise ship. We got off the cruise ship and we found ourselves an awesome driver. We were a group of us, um, us how many of us, was there five or six on the cruise uh, ship? What? I'm trying to think. Five. Five. Five, five of us on the cruise ship. <laughs> oh, I had to count. And so we got ourselves an awesome, beautiful, um, a driver who suggested that we go visit the temple of Poseidon and as soon as he said it we we're like yes oh my gosh that feels incredible and so off we went in the car and as we entered the temple of Poseidon um, and walking towards the temple there's like a small section of ruins left and even though like it's actually like a temple I'm seeing this massive architecture. I'm remembering from, you know, different versions of myself what this actually looked like, you know, in a different slice of time. And I say to Polinka, oh my gosh, this used to be so huge. And she says, yes, it was massive. And we're both like, this is how big it was. And we're like, you know, just having these incredible remembrances. And then I was guided to sit on a specific rock. And as I sat on this specific rock, Poseidon came to me with so much love in his heart, uh, a beautiful, loving presence, and gave me a light technology that I placed into my field. And I knew in that moment that part of my mission was to collect a set of keys and open up an ascension portal that had been active during the times, eons ago, where the Greeks and gods came yeah, we've got to remember one thing when the Greeks and God, when the Greek gods as we perceive them came, they are different to the way that we've remembered them in our history and in our myths. And so we will share a bit more as the story continues on that. Yet here I was receiving this light. Here I was feeling so much love from Poseidon, the most beautiful, benevolent being of crystalline love had shared something with me. 
And then on the next day, we found ourselves on our ship, anchoring in Mykonos, getting on another small boat ship thing and traveling to Delos. Delos is an island, the largest agricultural site in Europe. And it's literally the like the ruins of an ancient Greek city. There is so much there. You could spend days there. As soon as our ship arrived to Delos, so many of the gods and goddesses came to meet us, greeting us onto the land. And we traveled with our private guide from section to section. The first place that we went to was Artemis's temple, where for myself, I, Artis, Artemis met me in the quantum with so much love and instantly I remembered countless lifetimes with her, countless missions that we had had on earth and beyond. It was like this awesome, you know, reunion in the quantum where we giggled and we played. And then she, um, I, she started to initiate me in the next, in next initiation. And I said to her, I'm like, oh, is this the next key? And as the frequency was coming to me, the light that Poseidon had given me had formed into a crystal architecture within my field. And she just looked at me and I knew instantly that I wasn't being given keys. I was becoming the key. I was reinitiating my goddess avatar, my Greek goddess avatar from all the different incarnations that I'd had inside of this collective. And and my family, you know, that Artemis was part of my family. And all I could feel was love. All I could feel was such a gorgeous remembrance. After which we went to Apollo's temple. And in Apollo's temple, my whole spine, Apollo initiated my whole spine to turn gold, my skull to turn gold. Every single temple, everywhere we went, I was transforming. We found ourselves climbing up a very, very, very big hill to Zeus's <laughs> temple. Like the steps went on and on and on and on into the heavens, really. The <laughs> stairway to heaven. The stairway to Zeus's heaven. <laughs> and at the top of this beautiful like um, island, you know, on the top the topest peak was Zeus's temple and the views magnificent. Oh my goodness, the frequency is so divine. And once again, Zeus was initiating more aspects of my avatar, my goddess avatar, where I, um, I, my goddess wings, my Greek goddess wings activated. And they like, they, there's like these gold plates on my shoulders with these cute little white wings. And at first I was like, well, that's kind of cute. And then fourth later, they opened. And as they open, oh, they get so large and big. And of course, as each technology was coming back into form for myself. It was bringing codexes and libraries with it. And my trip, you know, was taking me on this journey where I was connecting, you know, we went to Olympia and I was connecting with Hera, Zeus's partner. And Hera is the most beautiful being. I mean, they're all amazing. They're all just the love frequency, their devotion. When they came to earth, they came because Earth is a utopian playground. They came to play, they came to enjoy, and they came to co-create with Gaia, anchoring beautiful, sacred, like sacred technology, um, portal networks of ascension into the higher realms, love frequency, abundance frequency, literally supporting Gaia 
you know, to evolve and ascend even more into a utopia that she is. Ultimately, though, really, they came here on a holiday to play because Gaia is so magnificent. Her oceans, her rivers, her waterfalls, her forests, everything about this planet. And they took a certain avatar form, not quite the same as ours, but they were able to take a humanoid type avatar form to be able to experience and taste and you know really enjoy this beautiful realm of existence and they shared teachings with the beings they literally shared teachings that birthed the civilization of atlantis um, which we'll share a little bit more on we'll go deeper on this in another episode yet they had a fundamental part to play in beautiful like in beautiful pockets of golden ages like you know, the Greek, the ones we know as the Greek goddess, gods and goddesses, the Apollo, the Zeus, every one of them benevolent, every one of them beautiful. And then on the flip side, you know, where myself and Polinka are spending time with these beautiful benevolent beings in the quantum, receiving, remembering, having countless, you know, memories um, embodied so fast and our own goddess technologies coming back online. And then we've got the guides, you know, <laughs> like, we're on these little tours and the guides are telling us stories that just don't make any sense you know like zeus was a whoremonger you know apparently zeus was this horny god who just kept sleeping with all the chicks and making all these demigods and hera his wife got really jealous and upset she was very upset about this and so apparently she even tried to kill hercules with snakes and drama like so much drama inside of the history of the gods and honestly like how can i put it to you it's like do you do you know someone really beautiful and good that you just know you know them in and out you know that they are a gorgeous being you trust them fully with your heart with your life well think of this person now imagine if someone was to turn around and tell you that that same person that's the most gorgeous loving caring person that you've ever met in your life is also a mafia boss and you know and has a i don't know like what's a what's a something completely out of the box like is harvesting <laughs> organs you know or like doing something creepy quite frankly it's it just doesn't gel and both of us were yeah we're both just like what is what is it how is it that you know there's these echoes that the, the messages that have been left behind are not the teachings of the gods. They're not teaching how to, you know, like they, they, it's like almost none of the teachings are left. There's just these dramatic stories, you know? Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, the importance of knowing the truth is because we all are part of oneness. We all are part of one big creation we have within our DNA, DNA of our brothers and sisters, of our ancestors, we have the DNA of gods, we have the same source consciousness within. So when we are tapping into the channel of communication within human awareness, heart consciousness, soul consciousness, and the infinite intelligence, we recall the true history of human race, we recall the true history of Gaia. We recall the truth from within. And it's important because as we continue this journey of exploration, as we continue this journey in human physical form, 
we have to be aware what we are resonating with. Are we resonating with stories that were passed on by other beings? Or are we resonating with the truth within? Mm -hmm. And truth within is always very simple. Is very simple and within this simplicity, the legacy of light resides. So we are super excited to be um, facilitating this experience and inviting all beautiful souls to connect to their own heart, to connect to the sovereign channel within, to receive information from the uh, libraries of light within your own DNA. And as you explore inner realms, you get to know the whole universe that is around us. And this is how legacy of Greek gods and goddesses, Egyptian gods and goddesses gets revealed to us. As we learn about them, we learn about ourselves. When we are hearing stories about drama, about conflict, about gods being jealous and punishing each other and discriminating, it only plants seeds of more separation, of more distortion and more conflict. And those stories are not originally designed, designed to sugarcoat uh, weaknesses and arrogance and insecurities. The true history of humanity, the true history of Gaia and the legacy of light is a beautiful invitation that is sent out by our brothers and sisters, families of light, beings of light, gods, in infinite eternal light forms, divine intelligence, sent out to us invitations so we recall who we truly are so we remember what our original intention for this life was and as we explore this human adventure in human form we discover so much about what the universe has for us to explore to tap into and to receive through our own sovereign channel and uh, the way we do that is by staying present and by honoring internal sensations, honoring the voice of our own heart. As when we were in uh, uh, Olympia, uh, we went to, this is a beautiful example, I just find it uh, quite funny because uh, Gabby and I, we even though we had this shared experience, but we were having our individual journeys within the shared experience, we went on a tour and the tour guide was quite, um, uh, full of uh, alternative stories that none of us resonated. So I just took my shoes off and I went completely to connect to the rocks and the mineral kingdom because I receive a lot uh, through uh, minerals and through the everlasting rock, the, the stone consciousness. Right. And I went off with the trees. So I, trees. I was literally the trees. <laughs> like when we arrived to Olympia, the tree network had said, you're yeah. going to receive through us today. And so because the root system is interconnected with the whole libraries and it's anyway so Polinka's off touching rocks I'm yeah. off placing my hands on trees off like path to the tour and there's our tour guide with the people doing his thing that's right that's what we do when we go on <laughs> on trips yeah this is how traveling with us looks like right it's touching <laughs> anyway. absolutely so we were connecting to the infinite intelligence of planet earth through different network systems mm. Uh, I was receiving information through the consciousness of rocks and Gabby, as she said, through the network of trees. And yet what we have received was so similar. It was the same legacy, it was the same library of light. Um, 
And meanwhile, we were listening to the stories that our guide was sharing us, which was completely out of alignment with something that felt so divine that we have received through our own sovereign channel. Uh, in Olympia, uh, I was greeted by the coach who was training and facilitating training for guts. And here it gets very juicy. Uh, right now on this physical plane of existence, we have Olympic Games, where each country represents uh, their skills and the quintessence of their athletism and their physical expression, strength, and, 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 and so on. Uh, <laughs> skills, physical skills. Yep. Yet what I have uh, received through the coach who was training Olympian gods, that originally Olympia was the land that was coded with precise frequency that supports integration and embodiment of divine source consciousness into physicality, mm. anchoring God source essence into the body. And that is why different um, disciplines, different um, ways of embodiment and different um, attributes were created, different faculties such as running, such as jumping, such as climbing and swimming, because each one of the, we each each discipline was helping to anchor specific codes into deep, deep, deep levels mm. and layers of physicality and body consciousness. So this is how gods were coming into physical plane of existence and merging, fusing their physical avatar bodies with their divine intelligence. Mm. There was no room for competition. It was one celebration and all beautiful muses beautiful feminine beings were sitting on rocks and just inspiring 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 beautiful gods to continue participating in this cosmic event mm. and dear ones we are no different we are the same infinite beings we are part of oneness our each our each uh, soul has a legacy of its own and we came here into this physical plane to remember that to recall that and to anchor our soul light into our physical body and sports, Olympic games, and all those external uh, manifestations of this dynamic are simply representations of how important it is to embody self, yet not to compete with each other, not to look into amplifying distortion, yet also embodying self, embodying God's source intelligence, and creating this Eden once again. I love this because when yeah when we were there, Polinka's like, you know, this was the gym of the gods, but yeah. not a kind of not the type of gym that we go to, you know, <laughs> where we just work on our muscles. This is an embodiment, you know, an embodiment gym. And when we look at what does it really mean for the physical body to ascend, our physical body ascends when we embody more of our soul consciousness. So even like as we travel through Greece, every place I went to a different piece of my um, Greek goddess avatar body would come into place. And by the end of the trip, I had, you know, like um, a goddess crown embedded, activated within the physical, within the physical avatar or the quantum aspect of the physical avatar, jewelry, full outfits, wings, like, you know, an all gold, like the gold of the gods, which is a very different gold than the gold in our jewelry. You know, it's, 
Oof, it's extremely powerful. It, uh, it's able to absorb energy from the central sun and like activate and charge, amplify. connect us. Yes, amplify, connect us even deeper into the stream and flow of source consciousness, God consciousness to co-create with even greater precision as one unified loving, you know, consciousness with the universe. And this is part of embodiment. This is part of bringing into the physical body you know, having the like having our physical body's DNA um, open and, and initiate, there's so much more that we're unlocking and unpacking. And Olympia was a playground for the gods to have more and more of their beautiful god goddess consciousness anchor even deeper, you know, into into their avatars. And there they could anchor even more libraries of pure crystalline light and love and abundance because the God and Goddess realm is a benevolent realm, just like the angelic realm is a benevolent realm. And I kind of feel like it's important to talk about this for a moment, you know, is a realm of benevolent, beautiful ascended beings, beings that are co-creating and are serving the, the creation of the higher realms of our universe and so much love so 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 much love the love quotient is this big it's like if you're if you're watching the video it's like this it's so big <laughs> and just by being around the gods and goddesses for these many weeks i feel like my own love quota expanded beyond measure and this is part of you know part of why we we have launched this show to share with all of humanity which will which we'll touch base on when we cover more of like what happened in Egypt. Yet, you know, taking this moment to invite everyone to honor their own sovereign channel, you know, to, to know and allow love to be the guiding force, to know that at the highest level of it, beings of the most advanced consciousness are beings that hold an extremely large quotient of love love is the most potent frequency and abundance with it that when we really look at what source consciousness is source consciousness is made of love made of abundance and a library of crystalline light and whew, it was a pleasure and an honor to go on this journey and then as we traveled as we beautifully traveled along our quest we honestly thought greece was amazing like we were like, whoa, that was incredible. We found ourselves um, after traveling through the different um, places and, and different temples um, around Greece, we anchored and we were guided to go to a planet called Ikaria. Ikaria is a blue zone planet, a planet. I don't know. I love planet Ikaria. It kind of feels like a planet. We were guided to go to an island. <laughs> <laughs> we went to we went planet, to a planet. <laughs> couple of months ago Just, you know, <laughs> as you do as you do on a on a lazy august <laughs> the, um, it's an island so it's an island yet it kind of feels like a planet what was interesting um what is interesting about ikaria and it literally called us it's not a known island so um i i knew that when we were when we were curating this trip i knew like i was being called by a specific island yet i didn't know its name and for quite a couple of months leading up to the trip and planning everything we were looking, you know, like I was looking at islands to see which one and it was, you know, like looking at Rhodes and Crete and others to anchor after our cruise. 
And as much as all of them are lovely and amazing, it was like, no, no, no. And then I was guided to just Google, like, you know, unique islands in Greece and poof, out popped a few different ones. And as soon as I saw Acaria, you know, like when you just know, like you just, you, you, your whole soul family, all your guides are like, yay, she finally found it. She got yeah, it. She got it. Oh, <laughs> that was a, poof, that was a big mission getting her to find that one. And when I, and then as I looked into what this island was, what this planet was, what this island was, <laughs> it, it's a blue zone island and uh, or blue zone. And what that means is people live a really long time on Acaria, like a hundred is pretty normal and they don't really, they don't have Alzheimer's. Like, you know, so many reporters have gone to interview the locals on this, I keep wanting to say planet, on this island. It's just called planet. Uh, actually, you know, it's a planet. <laughs> um, and, and so we knew that the codes, so we knew that the codes of longevity, longevity were really present here. The and it was exciting to to go there, you know, yet what we weren't expecting was when we went there, my gosh, the frequency was so pure, so crystalline, so just, oh, it was like, it was like, I felt like I'd never breathed air before. That was like the, the first time I'd breathed, the first time I saw something. Every one of us, we met some extra friends there as well, who joined us on that part of the mission. And oh my goodness, like we all loved it there so much. You would swim in the ocean and I kid you not, the water had this magic to it where when you got out, you didn't have like salty, itchy skin. Like you didn't even need to wash the salt off, which for me normally when I swim in oceans, I do. Just the frequency of everything. And so what I was shown was the whole island is an ascension portal. It's one of, now this is hold on to your galactic socks and your galactic hat for this one. It's literally one of the only still active portals from back, to, back to, um, from, from the God and Goddess era. A lot of the portals and technologies and grids had closed down or become dormant in the quantum. And so a lot of mission souls on the planet are literally running around doing grid work and portal work, you know, being called to travel all over the planet, consciously and, and most unconsciously reopening you know, ancient technologies that have been here, reinitiating portals or upgrading them, renovating them, so to speak. The, this one had stayed open, it hadn't been closed. It was like it just, had, it had been existing in its own alternate reality all of this time, still holding, you know, still holding these beautiful frequencies. And wow, when we were in Greece, um, one of my missions was to reopen a portal network of ascension with the gods, the goddesses, saints, ascended masters. It was one huge, beautiful mission. And the Akarian Island is literally one of the portals. There are many, many interconnected portals um, predominantly existing within the quantum, um, some in the air grids, some in the ocean grids, some in the earth grids, and, and interconnecting all over the planet, offering humanity offering not just humanity offering every living fractal um, a tree uh, insect uh, a, a drop of water everything on this planet um, a pathway into and stabilizing into the higher realms of Gaia of our planet and why that's important is we really want to share before we go deep into on like sharing what happened in Egypt and why we were asked to create this podcast and how we were asked to do it 
by Isis and Hathor and the other beautiful gods and goddesses of, of, of what we link to Egypt. It's important to share first with you about the realms of existence because not everyone is aware that there are realms on our planet. For the most part, one of the greatest illusions on Earth for many, many beings is that there's one Earth, that there's one planet and there's a shared reality happening between every single person and everything is happening on one playground. And this is, an, this is actually not accurate. Technically, there are countless versions of Gaia, countless versions of our planet. And those of us with the decisions we make, with the choices we make, with the ascension journey we go on, we actually end up on different planets, very far away from others. Some of us in our ascension journey have found ourselves drifting apart from people we used to be close with. And it's like those people live on another planet, feel into the truth of this, that you might be interconnected by social media with these people, but your worlds don't seem to collide anymore. It's literally a feeling like they're on a different version of Earth and you're on a different version of Earth because we are. Yet beyond this, I want to address realms of existence that often I've so many times I've had clients or people share that they want to be on their highest timeline and it's not sometimes it's not the highest timeline shift that we're actually requiring in order to anchor into the life of our dreams it's a realm shift i want to talk about the realms we want to talk about the realms with you because when we look at the realms of existence there are the higher realms of existence the middle realms of existence and the lower realms of existence and depending on which realm of existence we anchor into will determine the realities, the narratives, the stories, what we channel through our channel as well. And let me explain what they are, because the first thing to get is that all reality is created with frequency. So look at, like when we look at physical reality, it is a, a frequency web behind the physical architecture of it. It is a quantum frequency web that, you know, shows itself up as something physical. And in the lower realms of existence, the frequencies that people co-create with consciously and often very unconsciously are fear, guilt, shame, um, pain, suffering. Predominantly, though, um, there's fear. Fear is a really big one um, in a really, really big way. Survival. Survival is massive. Survival and fear. And survival and fear frequencies create very specific realities inside of that frequency someone will attract people around them that will drive that narrative and or attract information that drives that narrative this is the realm of enslavement because if we're in survival and we're in fear then that naturally has us recreate realities like this the middle realms of existence are the realms of judgment and control and status and so for those that are driven by status and control and power and judgment, they're creating more of the middle realms of existence, which, to be honest, the general population of the collective consciousness of Earth is more of a middle realm planet. There are, of course, lower realm aspects. So to give you an example of this, like mafia, crime, war, are things that are made of the lower realms of existence. The middle realms of existence create realities like governments, um, 
um, and with respect, control. a lot of control, yeah. a lot of organized religions, um, schooling systems. And when we when we look at law, you know, it's like creating an architecture where a lot of people don't feel like they've truly got freedom. Family rules, like rules, 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 control, 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 that there is a way to behave, to be enough, to be loved, to belong. And for a lot of people, they live within this architecture where their own dreams aren't even necessarily theirs. They're dreaming dreams they have been programmed to dream. And they're working towards lives that will make their parents proud, make society see them as successful, as, you know, and it's, it's all done for the approval of others to belong, to be loved, to be accepted. At core, subconsciously, the driver in the middle realms is I am not enough. And this is also a susceptibility that can have someone anchor into the middle realms and create or, you know, recreate realities in them. Now, I want to share the higher realms because in the higher realms, we co-create with love, with joy, with excitement, with wonder, with acceptance and with compassion. The gods and goddesses are higher realm beings. They co-create with love, with compassion, with joy, with care, with wonder, with enjoyment. And when they have come to this planet, they've shared those frequencies. Yet, if people were in a consciousness in the lower realms or the middle realms of existence, they could only perceive them through those filters. So they would project onto them. Haven't you ever had anyone project onto you something that wasn't you? Exactly. That's what <laughs> happened to the gods and goddesses, that the beings were projecting, making stuff mean stuff. And then the projections were the stories that got carried on in history. There's more to this. We've got deeper stuff to share on Egypt, yet we trust that you're feeling this. Now, what this also means, though, is that when we choose love, when we truly choose love and compassion and as our guiding force, we're invited on an ascension journey to let go of judgment, to let go of control, to let go of fear and scarcity and survival, to remember who we truly are, which are infinite, eternal, powerful gods and goddesses of not only realities and timelines, of worlds and universes. Is there anything you'd like to add to the realms of existence? Absolutely, of course. Uh, we have to remember that we exist everywhere, in every dimension, in every reality, in every realm, simultaneously. As Gabby already shared, there is not just one version of planet Earth. There is not just one reality. There is infinity. An abundance. An abundance of realities, of realms of existence, infinite and more than infinite, ever increasing number of beautiful, beautiful multitudes of different frequencies and configurations. So we have to anchor uh, into remembrance that we are infinite beings. Yes, we have separate bodies. Yes, we look differently. We speak different languages. We live in different parts of the earth. Yet 
Our soul is infinite. Our soul is everywhere. And we are fractals of divine God source consciousness. So every being, every creation, physical, non-physical in the universe is directly linked to us, is directly linked to our DNA. The reason why duality exists so all sorts of configurations of interactions of different energetic patterns and types of consciousness can be explored and this is how evolution happens this is this is what breathes in life into creation all sorts of creation and we have to understand that uh, the split between dimensions lower realms middle realms and higher realms exists within each one of us so before looking out into the external world and seeing conflict and seeing extreme abundance, ex seeing extremes, we have to see how we are resonating with that duality. So in order to shift into another versions of ourselves, in order to shift into higher timelines, into higher realms, we have to look deep within ourselves and make a choice. And what's that choice? What frequency do I want to co-create with? What do I want to create and multiply? Because we are creators. It's a very common expression that we create our realities. We are the creators. We create our life as we go. Try. It yeah. sounds really good until sounds you incredible. don't want to take responsibility for something you create. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yet, what being creator means, it means that we make a choice and we birth the way light and love and abundance works all these essences are one it is the essence of love light life itself life multiplies life enhances life amplifies so it is a choice what do we want to amplify do we want to amplify unity yes, harmony joy prosperity wisdom peace celebration mm. and if that's the choice we want to make we have to create aligned actions we have to be aware of our frequency of thoughts frequency of our words actions our daily reality we have to claim responsibility for everything that there is in our field yet if we are still very curious about exploring duality and scarcity, then it's a choice of uh, making uh, our actions, our thoughts still aligned to the truth. And truth is the common ground. Mm. This planet Earth was created as a diplomatic field for all beings to explore their ascension to explore their journey, to explore co-creation with different species, to explore the multitude, all spectrum of light embodied, experienced in physical plane of existence. So realms of existence, they are within us. It is not a physical location that we suddenly just relocate ourselves. We relocate ourselves to a whole different frequency field inside. And that frequency field gets expressed and manifest in our external reality. I love that distinction too, because often people, there is quite a lot of people on their ascension journey who do see the lower realms as something outside of themselves. 
who you know want to kind of go to war with it and it's an interesting concept to want to go to war in the lower realms and fight you know because technically who are we going to war with this guy ourself and the opportunity for us in our ascension is a different pathway it's to cultivate the very susceptibility and frequencies within us that are having us find ourselves creating or tapping into more of the realities that are lower realm or middle realm realities if we look around us and our reality does look you know like it's like but you could say but gabby you know i do have to follow the law and i do have to you know do all these things because if not i'll go to jail you know i have to comply with going to work and getting a mortgage and you know i have to like and, and you know like i have to do these things if you tell me i have to i'm stuck in the middle realms of existence i have no choice i would say to you it's not about running away some people try and redo this by literally quitting their jobs and moving to nature and very soon run out of money and find that that didn't quite work for them because it's not a physical thing it's not about changing the physical it's not about going and protesting and fighting what's happening in the middle realms of existence or the lower realms the actual pathway is to go within and ask what within me you know what within me is still judging others and to let go of judgment what within me is still wanting control and taking a big journey of releasing control and beautifully surrendering into the receiving of all there is it's taking a journey inside of us to let go of a need for power for status for fame for such things and as we do this as we ascend these aspects of ourselves we cultivate more love ultimately with each particle you could either go and work on releasing judgment or you could just go and expand love if we just focus on expanding love like every day asking how can i bring more love into my life how can i bring more compassion what would love do what would love see how would love see this situation choosing to sovereignly channel love if we choose to co-create with the frequency of love then love itself will work in our field and transmute and ascend every aspect of fear of scarcity from the lower realms of survival and of control and of judgment in the middle realms of existence it's incredible and you know for us to also understand that the frequency of love is a living consciousness that when we do this it's it's when we're choosing to call love in this is what it means to choose love as our guiding force that we consciously choose to co-create with love as a frequency creators of worlds know that their paint is frequency that their brush is the choice of which frequency they create realities mm -hmm. with and ones that have forgotten to create are like a wind a, a leaf flowing in the wind and thinking the wind gets to take them everywhere no we choose when we choose to co-create with love and we choose to expand love and we choose to invite love in every day our love expands and then we anchor into the configuration of frequency of love and then we open our eyes and we find ourselves in the higher realms of existence not because the world changed the middle realms still exist and the lower realms still exist where just not there and the more of us around the world that do this now imagine with me if the majority of people on the planet 
remembered that their creators of worlds remembered how to create, remembered to choose frequency like, a, like an artist chooses their paint and chose to co-create with love every day, chose to co-create with compassion every day and over time found themselves in higher realm realities. What would happen? Well, we would be on a new earth. This is how we co-create a new golden age, a new earth, by choosing this pathway. Eventually, every single soul comes to a precipice in their ascension journey where the focus is less around healing and healing and transmuting density and it simply gets to be and an co-creating with contrast because when we're still very much enmeshed in co-creating in dualistic um, experiences, then we're going to have contrast invite us to ascension, meaning we'll have situations occur that wake us up, that, you know, have us reflect, that have us learn. And of course, we can turn around and say, thank you for that ex-husband thank you for that ex-wife thank you for all the things and see the gift in them and that is a wonderful pathway yet there comes a time where we can say i feel complete with co-creating with contrast and duality and instead i choose to daily self-reflect and i choose to daily co-create with love as opposed to being that leaf flying in the wind and ending up somewhere i choose to be the wind i choose to create all of this myself and from this place oh my goodness you know more and more and more people ascend evolve and enter the versions of themselves that already exist the version of all of us in the higher realms of existence already exists and we and and this is what's interesting that there's a whole new set of timelines there you could be in the middle realms of existence wanting to be on your highest timeline thinking it's a timeline shift Yet there are timelines in each realm. And if you're on your highest timeline in the middle realms, you're still in the middle realms, which means there's still control, there's still judgment, there's still, you know, all of this going on. Whereas the highest realm, highest timelines, oh my goodness, deliciousness. And this is also where we get to unlock Gaia's true history and libraries and libraries. Exactly. Of pure benevolent light. Exactly. I love it. I love what you're sharing, Gabby. Uh, I would like to add that when we choose to listen to the voice of our own heart and act upon it, we tap upon this godly courage. And when we co create with love, when we speak as love, when we act as love, when we think as love, we by default automatically unplug ourselves from any pre-created metric system. There are infinite ways of how one can ascend, liberate and raise the frequency. Infinite pathways, anything that you can imagine exists. You can be a warrior of light you can be fighting you can be exploring your strength and courage and power through conflict yet you are still plugged into the paradigm of conflict so you are still creating. existing creating and even stabilizing the paradigm of conflict within yourself 
So therefore, your human experience will be mirroring that. You would be attracting people into your life with this conflict um, codes within them. There would be argument, competition, and power struggle, and so on. Yet, the ultimate, the most way of arrest resistance is grace, spaciousness, is simply allowing yourself to become authentic. And we have to remember that each step is taking us further and further from something that does not resonate with our divinity. And it takes us closer and closer and closer to the God source within us, to this infinite intelligence, power, strength, wisdom, soul, light within our own self. So the ultimate way of co-creation with love is actually beginning to listen to your own intuition, listen to the choices that your heart is inviting you to take and not your mind. Because our mind is this infinite computer that plugged into infinite dimensions and at every single second streaming so much data from all over the space. Mind can be controlled, mind can be programmed. Yet we have to be fully sovereign mm. to completely transcend all duality and no longer resonate with it. And it all begins with the portal of the heart. This is why many greed workers and people who travel all over the work and all over the world and consciously do this planetary work where we activate portals, we purify them, we uh, close down portals to uh, lower realms. We 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 are the tools and expression of Gaia in physical form, we are the extension of heart of Gaia. Mm -hmm. Portal work on a planet Earth and receiving information from source consciousness is directly taking us to receiving source consciousness within through the portal of our heart. So in this message, I'm trying to invite all beings who are listening to this podcast um, to Tune into your own system and ask yourself a question. How can I be choosing myself today? What am I about? Who am I? Am I still willing to be playing the games I've been playing, the games that I have been born into, the structures that I have been born into or invited or join those structures out of fear, ignorance because I was seeking security, love, validation, control, or so on? Or am I simply enough? because I am love. And as we are tapping into this, I am love, I am presence, consciousness, our journey begins to take us closer and closer to the God essence within. We merge with higher timelines, we stabilize in a higher frequency. As we make one step towards divinity, divinity takes infinite steps towards us. We are always supported, we are always guided by our soul light and our and gods and goddesses, star races, angels, archangels, all the beings of light, they are our family. And at the same time, they are different expressions of us. This is why we hear and we share a lot about unity consciousness. What unity consciousness act, uh, ultimately means is acceptance, allowance of all in resonance with the frequency that unites all beings throughout universe, throughout multiverses, which is love. Yay! Love. <laughs> and I love this, you know, and anchoring even deeper still that for those of you that are listening to this and you're like, yes, this resonates, yet you know, well, what happens when I do feel fear? What happens when I do feel 
scarcity and um and i i don't feel safe you know what do i do in those moments it's easy to say hey choose love so there's two things i want to address one how to co-create with the frequency of love and two often people don't know the difference between what their mind is telling them to do and what their heart or their soul slash higher self is saying and so i felt that we could share a little bit of this you know in the completion of this episode i'm also feeling like episode two will be about egypt oh, yeah. what do you feel like oh, i just yes, it's yes, gonna yes. be up yeah <laughs> <laughs> um and so and for those of you that are new every now and then we may speak light language or do some beautiful coding with our hands if you're watching the video or yeah work with sound technologies um which that was then <laughs> and allow yourself to receive that through your heart. So firstly, if ever you're in a situation where you feel scarcity or fear, and yes, you're aware of the fact that the awareness is first, you know, it's like, ah, I'm currently feeling this, you know, even though I know that co-creating with love and abundance will have me birth and create realities of my choosing, my authentic truth right now is I am afraid. and. You know, and as opposed to shutting that down, you know, and trying to put icing on a mud pie, meaning it's not about pretend that's not there and be like, love, 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 love. It's actually around bringing the frequency of love to that fear, meaning, okay, allow love to surround that fear, allow, allow yourself to receive a full cocoon of love while that fear is present. Hold that fear in love. A lot of people push away their fears, their hurts, they push away the things that don't feel as good, or they bury them deeply, or they get lost in them. So they'll either go straight into the center of it and have that be the light that projects realities, or they will push it away. And so the invitation is to simply be curious and conscious and be like, oh, okay, a fear's come up. Oh, it's interesting. And insecurities come up and observe it like a loving angel. How would a loving angel see this right now? A god or a goddess would hold your fear with so much compassion and love and let you know everything's okay and ask you what you need. And so this is that if you are feeling these other frequencies, allow yourself to hold them in love and then take the journey to, you know, to transform them, to ascend them. That could be working, you know, with a beautiful Ascension mentor and coach, potentially even joining one of our gorgeous offerings and programs if you feel excited or somebody else's working one-on-one -on -one with healers can also be really supportive if you identify that there are frequencies in your field because what happens is there could be programs and frequencies embedded in your field you may not have yet the technology to extract your own programs and be your own coder but there are plenty of them around the world the difference is are we choosing this is choice choice to co-create with love one has us bring love into every moment and then two if there is something within us that we can't shift ourselves, we go and take that to somebody that can support us because we deserve we deserve to have only love co-create with us and we have the ability to reprogram ourselves. 
And there are so many tools out there. So first, if there's anything that comes into the field other than love, please bring love in. There's also another sidebar on this where love does not mean people pleasing. It does not mean sacrifice. It does not mean being someone's doormat. Please know this, that being loving is not the same as fawning to somebody else's needs to make them happy. This is not the case. True love frequency is such a beautiful benevolent frequency that it does not need to save anybody, rescue anybody, appease anybody so they don't get upset. True love can communicate truth in such a beautiful benevolent way. And so wish to anchor this because there are people out there that hear teachings of let love be your guiding force yet what they end up doing is creating realities where they're being other people's doormats love does not do that love sees the greatness in somebody else love calls another person to their greatness love does not rescue love activates leadership love activates sovereignty love activates gods and goddesses it initiates them does this resonate and then on the other side of this, if you're still navigating the space of the messages that you receive, are they coming from my soul, from higher self, from love, from heart, or are they coming from my mind? Check the frequency. Your soul will always, 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 always sound like love. It will never sound like fear. It won't be a warning. If we get warnings, that, and if it feels like fear, if it feels like judgment, it is, it is coming from the mind. The mind can literally create emotions. The mind can create simulated emotions where we can feel, which is confusing, like, you know, to be like, is this your true emotional field or did your mind just replicate fear? And you think you're feeling fear. Often people's relationship within their own emotional world is quite young and they're unable to discern. So begin with this, if this is helpful, that you're looking for a frequency. If the frequency within your field is guiding you and you feel expansive, then that is your soul. If you feel contracted, it's not. It's a fabrication of the mind and sit with it longer. Now, that doesn't mean that your guidance won't say, not right now, there's another time that's higher for you. Yet it will come in a loving tone. It won't be, no, don't do that. Warning, warning, warning. Beware. <laughs> that's right. It'll simply say, there is an even higher time for you to, to take this course of action. I see people, you know, not step into the next timeline of their ascension, the next timeline of their, of their life into new realities because they're afraid of change. And they think the guidance within them is telling them to stay comfortable because it feels better to stay here. It's like, oh, it feels better here. It feels scary to go there. Yet when we cultivate a relationship with the, with the consciousness of love and we learn how to channel our higher self and our soul, the guidance that comes through is so precise and it just gets more and more and more precise and it's even more it's effortless to walk and live a life of true alignment in the higher realms of existence. Yeah? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Follow your excitement, follow your curiosity and uh, follow the and have the courage though to do that because sometimes yes. it takes courage, you know, it's like, oh, I'm excited to go experience this, do this, step into this, follow my dream here. 
and sometimes fear can kick in you know and this is where we get to hold that and be like i love you fear and look at that new reality it's available we can either stay here in the reality we're in and just have the same thing happen or we can be courageous and we can try something new and we can hold the fear you know in our heart in our arms take it by the paw and be like one two three jump (laughs) yay Yes, definitely. Ultimately, it all comes down to a choice. What do we want to experience? Where do we want to go? What do we want to feel? And uh, remember that infinity and all that there is, is always within us. So even though we are receiving information from external sources, in the voice of internal is always stronger. So in order to shift into more precise frequency of freedom, light, love, happiness, joy, peace, harmony, and celebration. We have to choose to co-create with those frequencies. And we have to remember that we are infinite, sovereign, beautiful, magnificent beings. We are courageous, courageous souls who have chosen consciously to choose the journey of humanness, mm-hmm. of being a human. And it does not mean lightness only. It means, means all that there is. It means being a good human. It means being allowing, accepting, honoring oneness within, honoring self, honoring others, uniting with all the qualities within that are taking you closer to light, and being a loving father mother to all those parts of you that need your nourishment that need to be hydrated by your unconditional love we are the ones who are the architects of our own reality frequency is not just a fluffy word frequency is the shift that humanity is experiencing now and everything is frequency when we open our true eyes not only physical eyes all that we see around us is the beautiful codes of light beautiful energetic dynamics beautiful codes beautiful geometries numbers colors sounds this is reality listen to the geometry of your own heart listen to the ocean within your own heart follow the beauty that you see within you and choose what excites you our human journey is the journey of exploration we did not come here to be afraid we did not come here to doubt or be enslaved by some matrix systems or whatever whatever can uh, create an illusion of separation and disempowerment it does not apply to an infinite magnificent being we came just like exactly we came just like the gods and goddesses because we are that to play to taste to experience the utopia that is this magnificent planet and every delicious abundantness that she has to offer exactly we love you we We trust you very much that you've enjoyed this beautiful first episode and we invite you now to join us in episode two, which will be part two of the beautiful truths of the gods and goddesses.
beyond the myths and legends of them as we go and deeply share with you Egypt. The Ta-da. legacy of life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Have you started already? Yes. Oh. <laughs> See? It's perfect. <laughs> legacy Welcome. of life. Okay. <laughs> See, that's already started. It's gorgeous. <laughs>